Welcome to another episode of Sports and Discourse with your host, Derek Stevenson. And on today's episode, we're just going to do a quick little recap of last night's matchup against number one ranked Kansas Jayhawks. Now, before we get into it, I have to be honest. I really wasn't sure how this game was going to turn out. You know, obviously, we've been dealing with some injuries we did get a dude Thero back, and he played extremely well. But without us having any of our seven-footers, I was just really not sure how this game was going to turn out. But to be honest with you, Kentucky impressed me a little bit. Now, I know what everybody's going to say. We don't want no moral victories, and I completely agree with you. I don't want to go, yeah, but, you know, we didn't this and we didn't that. I don't want to make all of these excuses. We already knew that we were going to be down all three of our seven footers. So I think this was actually a really good test to gauge where we are as a team, because let's just be honest. I don't really know when to expect any of the seven footers back. I'm probably, if I'm being optimistic, I'm hoping for January. I feel like Aaron Bradshaw's injury was way worse than they let off initially. You know, he even made a comment like to tell everybody, chill, it's nothing, you know, it's no big deal. But obviously, he's still not ready. So it was a lot bigger of a deal than everybody was making it out to see, to seem, I'm sorry. Same with Anyenzo, man. Like, uh, I think he twisted his ankle or something. He had a, a leg injury in one of the practices before the Global Jam. And I was anticipating or at least hoping that they would both be playing by now. But they're not here. And as far as Big Z is concerned, unfortunately, I'm getting to the point where I feel like this is going to be another Enos Cantor situation where he's just going to be another Wildcat that I'm going to say, we uh, really wish we would have got to see Big Z play for UK, but unfortunately, he may not. I'm still hoping, too, that maybe even though he might not get cleared for this semester, he will get cleared for the next semester and can at least play in January. But anyways, back to the game. Initially, I was worried just because of the size, right? And eventually, I do think the size wore on Kentucky. Um, especially, we pretty much was was playing a short rotation. We were playing small ball, and you know the people that follow my show know that I had kind of been hoping that we was gonna start playing small ball over the last couple of years. I thought we had teams that was fit to do that, but Calipari just does not play small ball for whatever reason. But anyways, now. He was kind of forced to do it, right? He didn't really have a choice. Only real big man he has is Trey Mitchell, which realistically, he's a power forward. But on the college level, certain matchups, he can do okay. Um, he could probably be a center in certain scenarios. But probably he's always going to be the second or third biggest guy on the court until we get our seven-footers back. But Trey played pretty good. Um he did what I thought he was going to do. He made uh, open shots, made some good plays around the bucket. He uh, actually played really good defense. The game really, if you look at Hunter Dickinson's numbers, it's going to tell you a different story than if you actually watch the game because I think Kentucky played him pretty good, to be honest with you. There was a lot of times where they were forcing Kansas' guard to make bad um, you know, uh, post passes, um, he was fumbling the ball a lot. They, there was a couple of times I think they tried to pass it into the post and it hit the rim. So Kentucky actually, to be as undersized as they were, 
they did a really good job playing defense, even though if you look at the box score, you're going to see Hunter went crazy. I mean, that's probably, I'm pretty certain that's probably the best game he's ever played. Um, he pretty much did a little bit of everything. He hit some threes. Uh, he definitely uh, rebounded the ball extremely well, which is to be expected when he really didn't have anybody close to his size. And he scored, I think he ended up with like 30 and 20 or something, somewhere around there. Um, but I, overall, I think Kentucky did a pretty good job defending him as best as they could without any real true rim protectors. Now, I want to talk about my guy, Rob Dillingham. Y'all know that I love Rob Dillingham, and he did not disappoint, man. Rob Dillingham came out. He uh, rose to the occasion. The lights was definitely not too bright for him, as they may have been for some other people. We're going to get to that in a minute. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. One of my favorite combinations is when I see Rob and Reed Shepard playing on the court together. Um, you guys let me know what you think about that combination. But I feel like those two guys play really well together. Um, they both play with some really good confidence. Reed Shepard is just one of the smoothest guards at Kentucky I've seen in a minute. Um, he kind of just looks like he's much older than he is by the way he plays. He never really seems like he's in a rush. Um, he he never really makes too many mistakes. Uh, the one shot that he took um, that you could maybe say was a hero shot when he took like a deep three, but confidently he stepped right into it and drilled it. And as long as he's hitting those type of shots, I don't think Calipari will have a problem with it because one thing that um, I also was not anticipating about Reed was he plays really good on defense. Like, I ain't saying he's a shut down defender, but he's a scrappy defender. He gets his hands on the ball like he um he's a loose ball kind of guy. He's going to annoy you on defense. He creates turnover. So overall, he might be playing the best if you factor in what he's doing on both sides of the court. He may be the MVP for the current small sample size that we have. Um, but like I said, I love him and Rob uh, on the court together. Rob was out of his mind. Like, I think he hit three threes in a row. And the thing that I like about Rob, you know, earlier Calipari has said that sometimes Rob makes him scratch his head because he does these weird uh, overtime elite basketball plays, the the and one style type of stuff. Um, and he says he's just got to live with a couple of those each game. But the thing is, it's not necessarily a bad thing because Rob is one of those guys that, there's just always a second move in his bag. Like when he goes to the hole, he might not be able to turn the corner on his man, but if he can't get all the way around him, somehow he can get up a clean shot. He can switch to either hand. He can shoot off the wrong foot. So Rob is just always a threat to score no matter where he is on the court. And when he's playing confident, man, he just seemed like a guy that he can give you big numbers, uh, which he did last night. Now he definitely, uh, he didn't really get to do much in the second half, um, but he definitely sparked us and led us to, I think Kentucky was up by seven at halftime and he had 16 in the first half. So definitely a shout out to Rob um, hats off to you for rising to the occasion and being ready to play. Obviously um, the best players on the court to me were obviously Trey Mitchell was steady. Reed Shepard and Dylan Ham was great. Uh, Adu Thero was outstanding to me, man. Um, Adu Thero is definitely so much more improved than he was last year. Um, he seemed so much stronger, more energetic. 
uh, whatever it was last year they were saying about him, like maybe he didn't work hard to get in his good condition. Um, you know, maybe whatever it was that Calipari was disappointing in him last year, I'm sure he's made up for it because he seems to have worked really hard. Um, yeah, I know he grew a little bit, but he definitely, uh, he's, he's a utility player. He's just giving us a little bit of everything. He's going to rebound. He's going to play defense. He's tip dunking the ball, standing flat foot underneath the basket. So Adu is kind of just giving us a little bit of everything, and we're going to need that. Um, without Adu last night, we probably would have got smoked um, because we would have only really had uh, Burks, who didn't really play that great, um, and then Trey Mitchell. So we definitely need Adu. I mean, he's like our undersized, but, you know, plays big, power forward, if you will. Um but I'll, now I got to get to the unfortunate part of this episode. Um, DJ Wagner did not play good at all. Uh, up until this point, he had looked good in most of the games they played. But last night against the top-notch competition, he just didn't really get stuff done that he normally gets stuff done. Uh, usually you can count on him to give you a solid 12 to 14. Um but he just missed so many open shots last night. And when he was going to the basket, a lot of times he couldn't really turn the corner on his man. He was getting hung up a little bit. Um, so he's definitely got some stuff to work on. He, uh, I'm, I'm not going to jump out the window too much. Uh, I'm not going to try to overreact. I know it was just one game, but I definitely got to keep my eye on him because we're going to need him to, um, you know, he's got to mature fast. A lot of these guys are coming to Kentucky to play one year of basketball and then go to the NBA. And if that's the case, we need you to be ready quickly. Like, we can't wait until, like, March for you to be ready. Like, we need you to be, like, rounding into shape, like, in these next couple of weeks because Kentucky's not going to be able to make a deep run if everybody isn't playing well. And um, that, that moves me along to my next guy, which is Tone. Uh, Reeves uh I would I was a little disappointed in Reeves he still ended up with good numbers but he just kind of really shot the ball bad um and the thing about Reeves is he just really wasn't able to make plays so if he wasn't just shooting the ball shooting jump shots he really wasn't making nothing happen and I know um you know when he played at Illinois State he was really good in the pick and roll and maybe he might not be able to create one-on-one, but he still needs to be able to make some plays for some other guys because he can't just be out there playing one-dimensional. That's going to hurt us, um, especially if, if he's not shooting the ball well. So Reeves and DJ, we definitely, if they're going to be our starting backcourt, we really got to get them in gear because if not, Reed Shepard and Dillingham is looking like they're ready to step in and start making some stuff happen. And also, uh, Justin Edwards was a little bit disappointing as well. Um, and I I hope that Justin Edwards doesn't fall into that same situation that Chris Livingston did at Kentucky, where he just kind of gets left out a little bit, doesn't really know how to find his way into the game. Um, I know he was he was hustling hard. He was trying to make some, you know, get there and crash the glass and stuff like that. So. You know, I know he's working hard, and I know he's trying to, uh, you know, get some stuff done. But him and DJ, man, they really got to just uh, get focused and get ready. 
And DJ might have to give up on shooting as many long uh, range threes as he did. Um, if you're not shooting the ball well, uh, you might just have to start taking some mid range jumpers, man. It ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, I know the game has shifted into three point shooting, but if you're not really, uh, you know, on fire that night, if if you're shooting the ball terrible, you gotta get some easy buckets to where you're still pretty efficient. You still gotta try to shoot a higher percentage. No matter what shots you're taking, you might not be hitting threes, but if you could take a couple steps steps in and make a nice little mid range jumper, we need that. Um, because overall, Kentucky plays pretty good. They really unselfish. They uh, don't turn the ball over that much. So they pretty much did what they normally do. It's just that this is the first game where we kind of had a group of guys play bad. You know, normally uh, it may be one guy that's off, but everybody else is playing pretty consistently. Everybody else is pretty much being solid. Uh, but this was the first night where we had like two or three guys that normally can give you something that really didn't give you much, or at least in uh, Tone's case, he gave you some numbers, but they just weren't as efficient as he normally is. So, um, yeah, man, we uh, we got a lot of work to do. We still got some room to grow. Overall, I do think um, this team is going to be a, a force pretty soon. Like, like I said, I don't want to overreact too much, um, and I don't want to, you know, cop out to the moral victory plea, but um, I do actually like what I've seen. Um, I do think that these guys are going to uh, really cause some problems uh, for teams in the future. Um, they just got to get ready, and hopefully uh, if we get everybody back, I still would like to see them run some small ball because I actually like the way – when they have multiple guys on the court, three to four guards on the court that can move the ball, dribble, uh, take some people off the dribble, it kind of just keeps the ball moving. And I'm afraid that if they put two big men out there, it could turn into what it was last year with us trying to force feed the ball down low like we was doing the Oscar Sheway. And I just like the way they played this year. I like, and I don't know if it's because of the small ball, but I'm thinking that it is. Uh, but that's what I like. Um, I just want to see them keep moving the ball, not turning it over. Uh, you know, they made a couple of bonehead plays last night, which is to be expected. Like, there was one little, uh, couple little silly fouls. Like, I know Rob had a little silly foul in the backcourt, and Calipari was kind of disappointed in him, um, saying, like, no, like, why would you do that or whatever he was saying. But overall, Rob played outstanding. Uh, one of the only ones that really showed up. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them grow, and um, now, you know, there ain't no more test. Uh, it's the real deal now, and uh, we got some tough games coming up. So, uh, yeah, man, I like what I see. Uh, like I said, no moral victories. We took the L. We could have probably won this game. Um, just a couple of mistakes were made. Some people was a little cold, but we had a shot at it, and uh, we got um, to learn from this game and learn how to uh, – Put the nails in the coffin when we can so that we can get these type of victories because that would have been a super way to start the season off if we would have just stamped ourselves with a victory over the number one seeded team. Um, because you never know, you may face Kansas again in the tournament because Kansas probably is going to have a team that's capable of making another deep run. But I am confident that if we do see them again, we could potentially have a different outcome, one that's in our favor. So, um, yeah, man, uh, we'll just wrap it up right there. But you guys, let me know what you thought about last night's game. And uh, like I said, um, I'm trying to get back to the streaming, but 
I didn't realize the game was at 9.30. I thought it was at 7, so I was planning to stream after it, but I barely could even make it uh, up to watch the game. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost anyway. So, uh, but, yeah, man, you guys let me know what you thought about the game and what overall what you think about this team. And uh, do you guys like, uh, you know, like what do you guys think about my favorite combination of uh, Shepard and Dillingham, man? But anyways, We'll get back at it next time. Sports and Discourse with Derek Stevenson. We out of here.